All right, we have a special edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Jacob Rame and Jeremy Hyman. And joining us now is John Wall, fresh off of his press conference for his new contract. But we also have Ty, his best friend that I have known for a long time, and his John sister, Tanya, as well. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. John, let's first start with you. How has this day been for you? Jet setting in the town, being it's celebrated. Been, yeah, it's been great. It's, it's an honor. It's a blessing to be here. Uh, to have my family and friends here is a great honor. Uh, to be with the Washington Wizards for another six years is a blessing. It's been nothing but loyalty from day one since I've been here, and it's loyalty I'm giving back. And I have an ultimate goal. What I want to do is bring the championship here, so I'm not stopping until I do it. John, first off, congratulations. It's such a such so awesome that you're sticking around. Um, how much do you think that the organization committing to Brad and committing to Otto affected the decision that you made to uh, to stay here? Oh, um, that was a key. I mean, those two guys that got drafted high and the number is the number three pick in their drafts. Um, it was key. Those guys have been here and developed each year, like me, and got better. Um, I got told everybody last year, like, let Brad earn his money, like, let him go play. Like everybody said, he didn't deserve it. Let him go play, and he did. I think he should have been All Star for the first time. Um, Otto has got a lot better. I remember the first year Otto had, everybody was wondering, like, is he going to make it? Is he going to stick? Is he going to get traded? He figured it out. He started working a lot better and, and got better each year. And um, I think this year he even have a better year and become the most improved player in this league if he won't. John, I've n known you for a while, and I know what winning a title would mean to you. For you to do it now and sign this extension now, locking up your prime of your career, to me that means you have to think that you could win you're on the trajectory to win a title here. So just from from your point of view, what are you, how did that, how did that part of it come into the factor to, to, to sign now and, and to eventually build a championship here in DC? Well, just being committed, being committed to these guys, like they've been committed to me from day one. Um, loyalty is a mean factor in me in my life. If you're loyal to me, I show loyalty back. And I think this is what has been going on with the Washington Wizards organization. Uh, I couldn't ask for nothing more. Uh, adding me, Brad, and Otto to another contract extension is key. We got to add one more guy and keep to keep our core together, uh, not stopping until that's done. And then, um, all NBA is not always guaranteed. You know what I mean, it's not always guaranteed, and no point in taking that risk of doing that. So that's mm -hmm. why I did what I had to do. Tanya, how exciting is it for you to drive up here uh, to see your brother here? I know he makes you proud, but tell us something about the brother, John Wall. Um, it's very exciting to see him come from where he's come from to be a young man that's real respectable and is committed to his teammate and the city that he's in. And uh, is he is he a good brother? He's a great like, brother. Are there times you really got to get on him? And because and, and, I know I know John, I feel John's very grounded, but I feel like there's definitely brother sister where sometimes you can have a different relationship. Um, no, John is a very humble guy. Um, so he's always, you know. He's a clown of the family anyway. So <laughs> other than that, he's very humble. So there's no times that I have to really get on him about anything. Okay. Anything about his competitiveness as a kid that you can recall? <laughs> oh, he's very competitive with everything. I don't care if he's reading a book, getting to the TV first. He's just very competitive. He, he always has to, to win, right? Always. Okay. He has to be first. Uh, what do you think of the outfit? John's got on. John, can you describe your outfit, what you, what you decide to wear today and why? No, it's just a smooth three-piece suit. Just a smooth three-piece suit. With some Chelsea boots. It's made by Do you, you Alba. Like Alba? Yeah, my homegirl, Joanna. I've been working with her since my rookie year. 
And back to my sister question. Nah. <laughs> we have a great relationship. But <laughs> we have a great relationship, but it, if you look like her too, all her daughters look just like me because we didn't like each other at the time of her pregnancy. Did not, really? Did yeah, not, so they always think not. like her kids are my kids. Like when I my, when I used to be around my her older daughter, yeah. my niece, they used to always think it was my daughter. I had to tell them like, nah, I ain't got no kids. Like I'm 15. <laughs> I ain't having kids at this age. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, we have a great we have a great friendship. Me, me and all my sisters, you know, what I mean, I have half sisters on my dad's side. I have great relationships with, and me and my older sister, my mom's side, my other sister, and we all have great relationships. We all competitive. It's times where we yeah bicker and complain about certain things, but it's <laughs> yeah. just a part of family. So, did you get on the court with him growing up? No, no. Listen, I'm she's the one with the no rhythm, no <laughs> no sports. She yeah, she the one with no rhythm, no sports, but she's just gonna have a good time. She like she's the party, she brings the party to the people, but she's just the one that don't know how to dance. My other sister's the one that just wanna be in the books and yeah. be away Let's from get everybody. Sierra in here. She's Sierra. not coming in here, she don't do no talking. Come on, Sierra. But she's like the one that like you be like, How did she get AIDS? Like, how did she do how you do that? And then you wake up at three or four in the morning, she's go use the bathroom, work. she's doing a five page, yeah. twelve page paper. So you don't you, you try to figure out where she balanced it out at, but she did. She's the first one to graduate from college in our family, got her masters and all that, and she's doing social work, so she's doing everything she wanted. So everybody's situated in places yeah. where they want to be. Speaking of college, um, big uh, uh, congratulations to you on being inducted in the Appreciate Hall of Fame. What did what did that mean to you? What did, did you talk with um, Cal about it and your, uh, um, your trip back there? Um, it's crazy. It's it's an honor. It's a blessing. I mean, come where I came from and the struggles and the attitude and type of things I had growing up. Like a lot of people really can say they did this and did that, but I really lived a lifestyle. I think a lot of people haven't that been that's in the NBA. And I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but that's just what I went through. But uh, to be able to go to school for one year and accomplish all the things I did and get inducted to a, a great university and University of Kentucky Hall of Fame with so many great players, mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't ask for nothing more to be the first guy to ever go to number one. Um, Coach Cal always tells me I set the culture span it back to where Kentucky basketball needs to be. And uh, so many great recruits go there now. Um, I think that'd be a big emotional day for me to be able to get inducted to Hall of Fame. It's nothing that I would ever expected and seen. And I'm definitely a junior in school and I'm trying to finish getting my degree in business management there. Awesome. Ooh, that is That's cool. Awesome. When do you That's find time to do that? Do well, you know, early on in my career when I was young, I, I did like online classes. But like my last two years, I kind of want to go to, I'm trying to figure out what year. I want to go to summer school and finish it because I want to be like in the classroom. Man, like those students are going to be so happy. They're going to be well, so excited. Well, crazy for me, I, I had a science class and then I looked to my right and Ron Mercer's in my class when I was a freshman. <laughs> so I'm like, it, it, it's, not, it's not bad. People go back to get their degree anytime, so yeah. it's cool. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I know you're still so loyal to Kentucky and they still love you there. Your loyalty, we've talked about your loyalty with your family. You've talked about your loyalty with your teammates. Where that word loyalty, we throw it around a lot with you. Where does that come from with you, and why is it so important for you? Well, it's just that's just how our family is. You know, what I mean, just is what we preach is what my mom preached. Um, my dad wasn't around; he was in jail a lot. But when I ever had time to talk to him, that's what he preached about a lot. And then me being at nine years old, seeing my dad passing, had to come like the man in the house, and just seeing certain people show away when you're great. They be like, oh, they praise you. Then when you're not doing so well, they they, they don't want to be around you. So that's what I am. If, I'm, if I do anything bad, if you was there when I was great and I did something bad, you still got to be there. If you're not, let they know who your real friends are. And then if you ever go through a situation where if it's about something and you tell somebody no for once and you told them yes 20 times, the first time you tell them no, you'll really see somebody in true colors. 
Do we have a vacation, a family reunion vacation plan? I know we got the backpack giveaway, so that'll uh, kind of be a reunion. Try, yeah, we, we do that. That's something we love doing. Uh, and then, like, me and Sasha, let's run the one here. Let my family run the one back home. Yeah. Things like that. I'm in the process of trying to find, like, a place where I can build a gym, like a 24-hour fitness gym, but it's going to be called Mines. So, oh, like, wow. kids can, like, my AU team can have a place to practice, and kids can go there and do homework and stuff like that. That'll be that'll be in Raleigh? Yeah, in North Carolina. Yeah. But then yeah, we're going to take a family vacation, but it's just be so busy because we got so many nieces and nephews running around. They got to get prepared for you school. You got to rent a whole cruise ship. No, nah, I don't like cruises. What? No, nah, I don't like cruises. Why? Okay, so why, why don't you like <laughs> Too many people. That's I, why I you got to rent the whole one. No, nah, rent the whole thing. No, nah, it's too many people. Well, I ain't got that much family members. That's my question. My question. My, my I'd rather, just rather us rent a big old boat instead yeah. of rent a big cruise. Yeah, okay, okay. Like a boat for enough. Us yeah, to yeah. Because, like, like Tanya said, you are grounded. But, like, there's got to be something you're going to splurge on, right? Yeah, Something. my mom a new house. A, a new house? Yeah, my, my mom's old house, I passed it away. I gave it to my sisters, my two sisters to wow. stay in. The one with the basketball court. Yeah, that, that that's great for them. There. And they got a trampoline and playground outside because they got all the kids. And then my mom's getting another house. Okay. Nice. All right. That's we, good. we learned a lot. So of we don't got to pay no that. rent no more. We don't got to worry about all the different yeah. teachers. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much for joining yeah. us. We really appreciate it, Tanya. And congratulations to Ty. He had to go away because his little baby girl, uh, she was crying. He had There's to go deal cry. with her. Little cry baby. Cry baby. We'll be right back. All right, joining us now on the pod, we got Michael Lee from the Vertical Yahoo Sports joining us. We're really happy to have him. Uh, this is his second podcast with us, so welcome back. You've been here a lot. Recurring lately. guest, yeah. Michael Lee. Yes. Y'all got Wall. a press conference every week. Yeah. Auto <laughs> <laughs> Who are you signing next? I believe that'll be the uh, Jason Smith Max oh, extension. Okay. All right. I'll, yeah, I'll be. i definitely be here for that one. <laughs> so just talk about your thoughts on John resigning and and what you heard from him that maybe you take away from the press conference. Well, the one thing uh, when I think about John is I, I still go back to his introduction here, and I remember uh, his arrival um, with a police escort the day after he was drafted number one overall, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a police escort that dropped him off at the Verizon Center, and Ted Leonsis was there to greet him. There were balloons. There were fans standing outside, red carpet, and uh, and when John got out of the um, got out of the car. Um, he uh, Teleonso said, "This is how we roll in D.C." <laughs> and I just remember John being this 19-year-old kid who, you know, had this swagger about him, but you could see he was a little overwhelmed. I think it sort of hit him what it meant that his arrival to Washington would be to these fans who had really gone through a difficult year, and he sort of was like the the answer to a lot of their problems. Yeah. And uh, I remember they had this huge um, event, you know, uh, press conference. And it just seemed so over the top. I think a, a band was here. It was like we so did. much stuff. And, um, and I remember afterward, um, I went up to, uh, to his agent at the time. And I said, um, and they really pulled out all the stops for John. It's like, yeah, he's, that means he's got to do something big here. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, I, and I think that, you know, based on, you know, the commitment the Wizards have shown him over the last couple of years, he's, he's done a lot in living up to the hype, um, you know, especially – being a point guard, you know, being a number one pick, you know, that's a lot of pressure. And um, he's handled it. He's done. He hasn't brought a championship here, but I think when you look at the landscape of the league and how the difficulty of getting there and the fact that LeBron has been the dominant player 
for the entire time that John Wall's been in the league, yeah. it's really tough to get that breakthrough. Um, but, you know, you got to stick with it and, and wait for your opening because there was a time when LeBron couldn't get through either. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I, I just think I just look I just look back to that moment in 2010 and to see him now, you know, he signed an extension, you know, four years ago for like 86, 85, 85 million. And then four years later, he signs another one that's twice as much <laughs> in, in one fewer year, which for me is just staggering. But it says a lot about the way the league has changed. That's actually how monumental structures all contracts here. So Good for you guys. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the contracts you guys I get. I signed mine like a week ago, but no one cared about that. Oh, okay. 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 They actually, we actually held a press conference for Jamoke. You missed, you missed that one. Though. I did, man. Why don't y'all tell me? I'm sorry you about that. You know I would have been here for that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... A little, even bigger picture, yeah. you know, you look at, you know, I, you know, when we were hearing about these, you know, whether will he, won't he sign this extension, obviously in his mind, he was always going to sign, but to the public, you know, he, it was delayed a little bit. And I looked at like what Utah went through with Gordon Hayward this off season and how devastated that franchise and fan base was when they lost him and, and kind of thought about, you know, went through my mind our mind like what if like what do you think it means big picture to this organization that he's committed to them long term and what do you where do you see the trajectory of the franchise and add right to that now? if i can the auto bill they're all you <laughs> right. know yeah. everybody's yeah. locked yeah, yeah no other organization can say that they've given their three picks maxes i mean golden state came close um clay took a little less than the max draymond took a little less than the max and obviously steph now just got his super max um, but I think the one thing that's that sparked that's uh, really startling. Um, you talk about Gordon Hayward. Um, you look at the his John's draft, the 2010 draft. It's been mm -hmm. seven years. Gordon was the last guy or left from the, other than John who had mm -hmm. been with the original yep. team. Yep. So John is the only guy from that entire draft yep. that is still with the team that drafted him, which tells you a lot about how player movement works um, because it works both ways. You know, yeah. you could say that these guys left as free agents. I'm pretty sure if DeMarcus Cousins had the choice, he'd still be in Sacramento because that's where he wanted to be, but they traded him. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other guys have been traded off. So I think it works. It's a two-way street. Um, you know, John has shown a commitment to the Wizards, when they, but they've also shown one to him in that they gave him that initial, that initial uh, extension before he ever made an all-star team, before he ever won a playoff game. Mm -hmm. They showed a commitment to him, and it's it's sort of been the same way with the commitment they showed to Otto and Brad. It's like neither one of them had made all-star um, at the time. They got those extensions, and there were a lot of questions. Is this guy worth it? And then eventually the contract, at least for John, like that's been one of the best bargains in the league based on the way um, – the uh, the this financial everything is gone over the last couple of years. So um, I think it's just it says a lot about how these play, these two communities or two entities were meant for each other. Washington and John Wall, um, they've come to represent each other over the last seven years. You can't think of the Wizards without John Wall. Um, and you can't think of John Wall without the Wizards. Um, and I just I just I just think that there's there's such a if you look at what Gordon Hayward said um, recently, I think he had a podcast with ESPN, and he said that um, he was hurt initially because he had to go out and get um, his his first contract signed somewhere else. He had signed an offer sheet. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, yeah. he was upset by that. John's never tested free agency. He never went out there and had a chance to leave. Um, they never had to sweat, you know, whether he's going to go somewhere. And now you can say that, the Wizards are going to have a chance to have John 
you know, when he's developing, when he's moving into his prime, and now they'll have him for his entire prime, and even when he leaves, departs his prime. Yeah. And um, it's just amazing when you think about the, the, how few um, one franchise, one player situations you have. Um, you just don't see that anymore. Um, I, I don't know who the longest tenured player in the league past Dirk is, but, um, but it's, it's going to be a short list of guys who have spent – yeah. At least eight years, whatever, with their organization. Yep. Um, I mean, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. I mean, yeah. those guys yeah. in San Antonio. But that's again, that's a different San animal. Yeah. Animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we even count them in this? You have to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, okay. they are in the league. But yeah, we we, we I had, actually noticed that we had this conversation on the last pod. We talked about the same stuff that it, you just don't see it that often in the NBA, even in all sports. It's just the landscape of how the league works and how the business works. It's just whether it's a player commitment or the team's commitment or for it all to work and for the marriage to work. To see it here in D.C. with these three guys and to see them. They're going to be here for their prime. I think that's one of the most exciting things about all of this. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. I mean, because, you, you, again, you talk about just any sport, every sport, you can always find a way to justify trading a player. You yeah. know, franchises do it all the time. Yep. You know, um, you saw with, with uh, Chicago, with Jimmy Butler, you know, he's yeah. a guy that, mm-hmm. you know, was not thought to be going to be a special player, became a two-time All-Star and then they were like, you know what? I don't know if we want to commit the franchise yeah. to this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They traded him and started rebuilding and moving on. Um, you know, but the Wizards, you know, they've there's been a a deep connection between both sides, and uh, it's been remarkable to see it because, it, like you said, it just does not happen enough in the league. You don't see it, and because um, everybody talks about loyalty, yeah. and it bothers me when um when fans go off on players when they decide to leave they don't show that same resentment when the team mm-hmm. trades the player but um i think that fans should really appreciate situations like this where you know um the wizards want john and john wanted the wizards no. and they so, stick they stuck it out so obviously you um you were our beat reporter for a number of years before you've moved on um to the to uh you were the national writer in the <laughs> vertical and um you you saw John as he was developing, and you you see John now as a superstar. What about him has changed? Um, I guess as the person and in his game. Um, I mean, he's a man now. I mean, he was a boy at the time he came into the league. Um, he wasn't as sure of himself. I mean, I think at that age we all kind of definitely kind of you know puff our chest out to to. That, you know, present ourselves in a certain some way. Some of us try to hide in the corner. But, <laughs> or some try to hide in the corner. Some of us are also aren't number one um, picks in the NBA draft. <laughs> yes, but I think, I think you, you can see the maturation. You can see the fact that um, he's secure in who he is. Um, he knows what areas he has to get better in. Um, but he also isn't trying to be somebody he's not. He's comfortable in who he is. And I think that's a huge step for anybody. Um, but as John, the person that I've been dealing with for the last seven years, he's still the same guy. You know, to me, um, I mean, he's got a lot more money in his pocket. He's got a lot more responsibilities, a lot more pressures um, than he had when he first came into the league. But he's still accommodating. He still shakes every hand. He still is cordial to everyone. He still is friendly with people. He hasn't allowed, um, you know, the circumstances around him to change who he is as a person. And you can see it, like even today with the press conference and his interaction with his family, you know, that they're still tight. They're still, you know, close. And, um you know, and there he's always going to be that guy who has that chip. 
that has that that um that, 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 that yeah and that's that's <laughs> that's been consistent with him and you can see that you know he made his first all-star team but it's almost like he winds up you know scouring the uh internet to see who has something negative about <laughs> him to motivate himself and you know he doesn't settle and um that's the one thing that i can say about him that had that has not changed about john is that he's not ever going to sit back and be like okay cool I, I did it you know he's almost like okay it's cool now what can i do to make sure that i stay that i stay on top or get get better to be on top so you just heard it in his press conference when he said he wants a championship banner hanging in the raptors and he wants his number hanging in the raptors and I certainly think both those things are achievable for him, and yeah. you know, and but it doesn't get much bigger picture and bigger bas- goals in basketball than that. The Absolutely, season, and the season is just right around the corner. What's your forecast for the division conference? How do you see the Wizards, the Wizards shaking out in that? Yeah, can you um, get a win prediction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never get into the and win the prediction. Earlier, are you prepared? For not that? in the least. I am not excited about the Come October on, shorter preseason start. though. Yeah. I do love that. Yeah, we all. Yeah, love we could. That. that means we could have pushed training camp a little further <laughs> yeah. back. Um, but we'll we'll, we'll adjust. Um, you know, the East is so crazy now um, because it seems that so many teams have decided that you know what, LeBron's got it. We're out. We'll wait till he's gone, and then we'll we'll pick it up from there. Uh, it's but unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. He's he spooked so many teams in the conference to start all over, um, you know. But it's what happens. And I think if you're a team like Washington or Toronto or Boston that sort of looked at it and said, okay, somebody's got to at least compete against them. Like we yeah. can't just give them the conference. And I think that you know continuity is solid, um, especially in Washington when you keep your core together. Um, you you pay them what they they want. You make sure they're content with their deals and their contracts and um and then you play ball and you you hope that everyone improves i think the the one aspect i know a lot of people question you know the auto max and said well he's not worth it and how could you give him 100 million when he's not an all-star this and that and it's it's just the the way it's the cost of doing business nowadays but i think that you look at him you look at brad they have not played their best basketball i would hope they have not played their basketball best basketball Mm-hmm. By age twenty-four, they're still in their developing years. I would yeah. think they're still developing. So mm-hmm. look at how young those guys are. Yes. they've been here for seemingly forever. Yeah, they've yeah. been in the league. They they pay their dues, um, but there's still room to improve, and that's that's really what's going to be what can separate the Wizards if they can get to the conference finals. They're going to need Otto to take an, another leap. They're going to need Brad to take another leap. Um, you know, they're going to need you know obviously um, um, Markeith Morris to play at a high level and and Kelly Oubre. You know, um, so I think that the Wizards have a chance to be one of the better teams. Um, it's just a matter of them, you know, being focused and, uh, and going about it. But the East has definitely been opened up for them to do well. All right. Well, thank you very much, Michael Lee, for joining us. Uh, we got more on the podcast coming up. All right. I think we had a great podcast today. Jeremy and Jacob, I think y'all, you, you guys are happy, right? Yes. Uh, awesome. Just yeah. great day. The press conference was everything you could want. Everybody said, I mean, I love hearing John say he wants a number two hanging in the rafters and championship banners hanging in the rafters. That's everything you want to hear from your star point guard. Joining us also is Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen. What did you guys think? I know you weren't on the mic for the pod, but just hearing John talk, uh, I was very impressed. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he has, you know, like Michael Lee and people who have been here from the beginning of his professional career said, you know, he's certainly come a long way as a player. We know that he's grown up in front of everybody's eyes here. And I think this is one of the culminations of that. And obviously his career and his prime is just getting started. And he knows that. Our coaching staff knows that. And now it's just we've seen the work that he's putting in this summer and mm-hmm. and the work that all, all, the whole team is putting in. But, you know, obviously him and um, he's, he's healthy this summer. He's energized by this playoff run that, that the Wizards just got off of and, and, and he wants more. And as a fan and as, you know, people in this area, that's exciting to hear. And, you know, you know with his work ethic and the way that he dedicates himself to the game and to getting better, um, that means really good things are coming up for the Wizards. Yeah, you can feel his motivation just when he's walking by, and it's it's just like a different vibe. He knows than he's a king. He's like, yeah. this he's, is my league. He's like, embracing, the East is embracing, my, he is. Yeah. He's embracing yeah. his role. But I also do think he's really hungry. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. really hungry. But like, I feel no like he, he's humble about it, though, like his sister was saying. Like, I don't – he's not, like um, – being like mean to anyone like mean like i'm not doing that like he like yeah. gets what he needs to be he took doing every interview today yeah from every journalist he uh spent time with us um but yeah i mean just from a year ago i also think he's become just a lot better at expressing himself and he knows that he needs to show off his personality more uh yeah. for his brand and he's doing this ball is yeah. stuff i mean he's just showing like who he is and i mean he may have been grounded early on in his career and stuff but i mean he's becoming a superstar Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the the process has begun um how it will translate to the court we hope will be you know more wins individual accolades aside like he makes the team so much better and that's why he's important and he's clearly the leader of the locker room i mean yesterday he was working out with sheldon mack who's like a bench player who knows what his his future is with this team? But yeah. John takes players under his wing. He works out with different guys along around the league, and um, I mean, we see his Instagram like Ted said. Everything he's doing is to get better, so it's exciting. Jeremy, what yeah. were your thoughts on the interview? The interview is great. I mean, everything today was exactly what I would have expected it to be, and what we talked about on the last pod about what John means to this franchise and. The you know the things that he says is why I said why fans love him and why he's becoming you know a real face of the city uh, not just of the team because he is the face of the franchise but he's becoming a real figure in DC that people around the city you know you don't have to be a huge NBA fan or you don't have to be a huge Wizards fan but people around the city are starting to know and they know John Wall and they know his persona and they're starting to see what he does for the community and all that kind of stuff so that's we've seen that over the years i mean it's he's not i mean he's only 26 but like he's been here a while now like this Mm -hmm. is he's like a veteran in the league just entering his prime um it's probably one of the most exciting times i think for this franchise because it's been a franchise that we know doesn't have a history of a lot of success i mean they had decades of you know just not a lot of good futility a lot of a lot of poor poor you know average or poor seasons without playoff success i mean it's just that's just a fact i mean that's what this the history is here you know if you just go back of, over the decades but now there's a real sign of prosperity and you know you hope the pinnacle is going to be a championship which john mentioned but at the 
you that's you can't guarantee that stuff in sports but what you yeah. can you can set yourself up to to be a successful franchise and give yourself a shot at going for it and that's what i think they've done here in dc and the team's committed to that from ownership on down and the players have bought into it and everyone's on the same page coaches players ownership front office everyone's on the same page and what you have here like i said on the last podcast for the next five to seven years you're going to have a team that's going to contend compete and hopefully be on that next level of championship caliber team which you know we talked with michael lee about that they need the all three of their big guys they just you know they're the max Mm -hmm, guys mm -hmm. to take the next step and that will be taking the next step would probably put them on a championship level team any last thoughts on john or just otto as well because you know i know john mentioned otto and beal is but any last thoughts before we finish up this pod let's get this season going i'm ready yeah summer's over yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to watch all these guys now locked in locked into this group to watch them continue to grow they're all they're all young john included and they still have the best the, the best still in front of them all three of them it's gonna be fun training camp is less than two months away I can't believe it. It's it's coming. The season is coming. Shorter preseason on the horizon. Yep. And uh, season's going to start a little early, but we're ready. I think it's going to be an exciting season. The East uh, definitely is a little depleted compared to last year. That's and a, that's a pod for another day. Yeah. And we'll we'll have to save that because we have not a lot to talk about the next five I, weeks. No, no. I think we have a road trip. John practically invited us to Kentucky. Well, I think we got, we got to go to Kentucky oh, to and Los Angeles. Yeah. I, I think we, I think the, we, I think we got camp. some road trips. Camp. I think yeah. we got some road trips coming. All right, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'd like to thank John Wall for joining us and Michael Lee from the Vertical Yahoo Sports for joining us. For Jacob Rain, Jeremy Hyman, Chris Gehring, and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now. Oh, yeah.